We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Welcome into episode 209 of the Moose and Runes podcast for the first time ever. Uh, I'm not sure Joe's too thrilled about this, but we have an all Rooney podcast. Uh, Joe couldn't make it this week. I am coming off a golf trip with uh, with a few other Rooneys. I have Reed and Mike here, um, just coming home from the Ozarks. Before we get into it, guys, I did text Joe, asked him if I had, he had any advice for the guest hosts. Guest hosts, let me bring it up here. He said, number one, remember that less is more, and finally, number two. Ask Matt about the food. So that's your that's your advice from Joe. Uh, before we get going here, guys, how, how are we doing tonight? Doing really well. Doing really. Well. Are we both guest hosts, or is one of us? I think so. Well, technically, you guys are the guests. I'm the host, but I, I feel like we're all going to be talking pretty equal here and talking about the same subject. So I feel like we're all kind of co-hosting the podcast. The Reed, last question: the guest is, host. I'll be the main guest. How about that? That's <laughs> that's a very Mike comment for any of you who have not heard Mike talk before. That's that's something Mike would say. Thank also, you. will uh, Joe be upset if this is the highest rated podcast of all time? Or uh, you know, that's that's our challenge here. We, if, if we make it the highest pay, highest rated podcast, he might be a little bit upset. So I say we make that the goal and uh, try and get him to up his game a little bit. And then we go back and forth. If you guys are the highest rated, you're going to be back. That's just, just want to put that <laughs> well, out there. Well, it might be because you uh, made your, your digital media debut today. I did make my debut. digital media debut, a live, a live stream. Technically, I've been on digital media on the pod. Mike, did you tune in to see me this morning? No, I, didn't back that was, I didn't know that was going on, Matt. Why didn't you text me? It's on Twitter. It's all over Twitter. Oh, you follow working. me? Did you follow Betsbirds on Twitter? It was off Twitter. I was working today. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that sounds about right. Uh, it's we're still live on YouTube on the Betsbirds Media YouTube page. That's a shameless plug. This morning's Brown Bag Bets. Uh, not sure what's going on. What's going on in the Avalanche Golden Knights game, Mike? You got that on, right? Uh, 2-1 Vegas. Okay. Well, I said Colorado's going to win, so we still got some time to go live at Colorado. Uh, but let's get into it, guys. We're talking about Ozark National, or Ozark National, Paynes Valley, and Buffalo Ridge, the, the big Cedar Lodge trio, of course, is down there in the Ozarks. Uh, before we get going here, we're going we're gonna to just ask you guys your general – opinions of the weekend, the facility as a whole, before we get in the ratings, before we get in each individual course, what'd you guys just think of the trip as a whole read? I'm going to start with you since you were the one that put it all together, did all the planning, did all the legwork. You get to talk first. Well, as Michael determined that he was the guest, I was going to let him go first, but I'll jump in. Um, it's still my podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's a, it's an incredible trip. Uh, I think it's a, a little bit difficult to book some lodging when you have to kind of buy a whole package and, and then they can charge what they want for the lodging. So uh, staying at uh, the cheaper hotel um, is is fine because you don't spend a lot of time there. Uh, but it, it, logistically, the property is spread out a little bit. So uh, makes planning previously without doing a lot of research difficulty or difficult. But, uh, you know, honestly, overall, I thought they did a great job um, uh, with the facilities. And we'll get specifically into that. But planning the trip was not the easiest golf trip I've ever planned. Michael? Yeah, it was um, for a trip of eight guys. Um, Reed, Reed really does a marvelous job at putting together logistics. Um, yeah, kind of every hour is planned to to perfection, uh, and that's that's very hard to do when you have you know some older guys and, and that all have you know things they want to do. And, and uh, he, he does a really good job of that. So kudos to Reed on putting together another really good golf trip. 
Um, but yeah, okay, you're just suckering up, sucking up for more invites in the future. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> of course, of course. I, they, you, but Reed knows he needs a ringer. So, um, uh, overall, I thought the facilities were, well, we've been into it, but uh, terrific, terrific time. Um, great place would go back, but we'll get into it. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll kind of comment too. I, I think everything you guys kind of covered, I, I the one you guys said all the good things about it. I think it was a great trip. I had a great time at all three courses in the facilities, and I think Reed, that you kind of hit on on one of the main points. So the the biggest issue now that they'll probably correct in the next couple of years is the lodging and the separation. How everything's so kind of spread out and makes getting around things a little a lot around there a little bit more difficult to and back from your hotel. But that's kind of a, that's kind of a correctable. Um, I don't know, it's not even a problem, but correctable issue. They can kind of come up with the next couple of years. Yeah, they got they got a lot more famous here in the last year because COVID allowed them to host a senior tournament, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a major senior. Senior, uh, senior. I don't remember. Some, I think it was just tournament. tournament. Yeah, but Phil Phil, won, Phil played in it. That's why it seemed like a challenge. Tiger. Too. Yeah, yeah. That both of those tournaments happened because of COVID and Phil and Tiger both being on property in one year when there's not a lot of sports to watch is really, really beneficial. So they're, they're doing a ton of construction and with kind of being sold out all summer and the fame that they got and press that they got, I would imagine they're going to heavily invest in better lodging amenities uh, on property to get you to spend more on food and drink and such. Yeah. You can kind of tell the entire time we were there, every course we were on, you either heard or saw some construction going on, going on, whether that was new driving range or those more houses. So it seems like they're planning to quickly address that and moving, moving fast. One of the most unique parts of it all, uh, the property is uh, the golf is a very small part of the property, right? If you think about hunting and hunting, fishing, fishing. Yep. and kids, oh, yeah. it's so a lot of pheasant hunting sites. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin Dells-esque with water parks and entertainment all over Branson. So uh, the golf part is growing very quickly just as, as, as it is across the country. But yeah, it's that's a unique aspect of it. It's not like going to... Uh, Cabot Cliffs or Abandoned Dunes, where it's all about the golf. So, All right, well, let's get right into the course reviews. We're going to start. We'll, we'll go in the order in which we played it. So we, we played Buffalo Ridge first. Paynes Valley was our second 18. Uh, Ozark National was our third. And then, then at the end, we can kind of discuss the two par three courses we played. Uh, but we'll start with the, uh, the main guest, as he likes to call himself, there Mike. Uh, by the way, you do have some big shoes to follow. Our brother Tim was also on the podcast for Forest Dunes Review, and that was a very well-received podcast. He did a great job. So you're not competing, but you know everything is, is noted on this podcast. Um, so the way we're going to rate the courses, we're going to go difficulty, fairness, conditions, and scenery. We're going to rate those all on zero to five. And then once we're done with all three of the courses, we'll rate the facilities, amenities, and service as a whole. So, Mike, Buffalo Ridge, what did you think of the difficulty of that course? I know that was probably your worst round uh, you, you've played in, like you were saying, quite some time. Was it more oh, the course you. or how you played? Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Like, that. you know, for the amount of times I say on this course, that in this podcast, that you're an ace, I think when you have a bad round, I'm at liberty to say that, okay? I uh, know. It was a bad round. I agree. But thank you for leading off with that. Uh, difficulty, I had a 3.8. Came uh, I thought like it was it. the most challenging. It was the most challenging course of all th- of the big three we played. Right, it was uh, far more tree lined than the other two. Tighter fairways, um, punishing rough. You know, you miss the fairway, you're going to be tough to make a par. Uh, greens were greens were fast. Bunkers a uh, little different. Sand was, I would I would say close to like rock hard Florida sand, but. Uh, Apparently they had some rain the day before, but it was, it was challenging. 
some elevation changes. Uh, overall, it was a great round. Overall, I just didn't play very well. <laughs> I didn't play with you, Matt, so I don't really know how you did. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, you know none of our group play played all that well. Three point eight. That's a that's a tough golf course. It, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the sand. I think Reed might get to that too because not to I didn't play well myself, so Reed can make fun of my my attempts to hit some fairways. But Reed struggled in the sand as well, and we we can kind of tell that was a little bit harder than normal. Uh, Reed, how about what do you what do you have for the difficulty there on Buffalo Ridge? Well, I'm flipping through my yardage book that I took notes in, uh, commenting each hole, uh, or commenting on each hole, and there's a lot of double bogeys, triple bogeys on here. So, uh, no, difficulty, I'm going to say, uh, honestly, 4.7, partially because uh, it was really wet uh, when mm-hmm. we first off the tee. Fog was still sitting in there, and it had been raining pretty hard the last couple of days. Um, so the fact that it was wet made it that much harder because ball didn't run out. And without it running out, uh, just the approach shots became very, very difficult. Um, so for me, it was, it was very tough. Uh, if you don't hit the fairway, you get punished, as you probably should. Um, but uh, I, I thought the difficulty was high, but I thought it was, as we're going to get into fair here in a second, I, I thought the difficulty was high, and it, it was okay that it was high because how unique it was and, and uh, different and the holes were all challenging. I think I would play much, much better and everyone would the second, third, and fourth time. I think it was the hardest time, hardest course to play just one time. Yeah, I think we were all kind of on the same page there. I think asking everybody, they probably said this one was the most difficult. I had it right about a four or five. Um, I, I, I'm looking back at my notes of previous courses. I had Chambers Bay at around a four or four, which I think was probably a little bit overrated on, on the difficulty, but I had to have Buffalo Ridge just a little bit more than Chambers. Um, we'll get into it with the conditions and not that it was more of the conditions because of the time we played it, but the, the, the rough was soaked. The, the bunkers were soaked. The fairways were soaked. So you weren't getting any roll on anything. If you had fairways, if you were in the rough, you were, you were already at a disadvantage because how long, long it was, but then it was also pretty wet too. Bunkers were really hard to play. And the greens were of Reed Weiss staring at me like that. No, keep going. <laughs> You're giving me a weird look. I didn't know if I said something. Uh, I, I thought the greens weren't all that bad, um, but for the most part, and you guys know, and everyone on this podcast knows my, my biggest difficulty in the golf game is finding the fairway. If you were not in the fairway, you were in a lot of trouble. Um, I, I did make my, one of my only birdies of the trip on that, on that round. But uh, overall I had that about a four or five. That was as, as difficult of a, of a core of a, of a course could was on that trip, but also in the conditions we played it at the time, those morning conditions added to that. If you care about it, Matt, uh, if you want to, if your fans want to go look at par, or no, I have a lot of them. I have a lot four. of fans. Yeah. Five par four, Buffalo Ridge. It, it is a much harder hole than it might look in a picture. Matt hit a 35, 40 foot slippery putt for birdie that he immediately yelled, don't leave it with a, expo- or a bad word in there. Short. No, we can switch. It's okay. Uh, we can swear. Rolled- Actually, Hannah listens. So maybe don't. It, it yeah, rolled right. It rolled just barely. It was beautiful. It was probably the best putt made of all eight guys in all 120 holes this week. Yeah, well, off off the blade of the putter, I thought for sure that was coming up like two feet short, and I, I knew it was a perfect line. But um, I'm, I'm happy I hit that. So let, let's move on, though. We we got a we got a birdie. Move. That was a birdie. birdie. That was the first birdie of the trip. I, I don't think you made a birdie on that course either. So just let's throw that out there. Uh, fa- fairness of Buffalo Ridge. Would you guys have it? Michael? Uh, okay, I'll start. I, uh, Reed, you keep I going in the same order unless somebody is otherwise addressed. I had fairness at a four. Um, so I got, my scale is going to be a little different maybe than your guys, but fours would be pretty high for me. Uh, the only issue I thought was because of the length of the rough and how wet it was. 
Um, it makes it awfully difficult, and I don't mean this in a uh, as a slight to the to the lesser player, but man, if you're anywhere off the rough, like in wet read and wet long rough. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be in some trouble. So uh, I was, I was in some trouble. The yeah. score reflects that. But uh, yeah, every, everything else I thought was very fair. Uh, greens were rolled nice. Fairway was cut. Uh, no issues. Uh, no issues there. So it was nice, nice round. So I think I'm going to go three seven five. Go to two decimals. Oh wow! That's uh, I think that's the first two decimal rating we've had on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I would probably rate it higher if, or if, it, if it was dry, because then it rolls out the route, it rolls out farther. The holes are more realistic than, uh, I think it, it, as the round went on, it got a little drier and it was a little more reasonable. Um, but the reason why it docked for me is our, our own error. Honestly, we, uh, we played the putting course that they have there beforehand <laughs> and the putting course is much, much slower than the greens at Buffalo Ridge. And so we, uh, we took four or five holes to figure it out. Balls were flying off the green. It was very difficult. Uh, and so that wasn't particularly fair, but that's because of our own user error. So I, I think overall it's a very fair course conditions. It just doesn't play fair when it's wet. That would, that would be more of a logistical error on your end, right? Uh, from what I heard, I made no logistical mistakes. That, I, that was already said on this podcast. No that's, logistical mistakes. He's got you. He's got you there. I'm like, I have a, I have a closer, like a, a little bit lower than you guys, a 3-3, three, 3-2. Three, three, and I, I do think it would have been different had we played it. And now I'm, I'm happy we played it when we did, but had we played that course towards the end of the day and it had been, you know, people had been playing it was a little bit dried out. I think it would have been a little bit better. But for me, I wasn't in this as much as I wasn't all that accurate. I wasn't in the sand too often, but when I was, I just, I didn't like the sand. I thought it was harder than it should be. Uh, it could have been raked out a bit. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the sand. The rough was... The rough was incredibly long, even for average players. If you're in the rough, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of in trouble. You're not really getting your second shot as good as you wanted to. Um, with the exception of those two things, I, I'm with you on the greens read. I think had we not played the putting course before, we might have been a little bit more well-prepared for them, but they, they were, for the most part, pretty fair. But I, I thought of the three, this one was probably the most unfair, but I think that's also just because of the time we played it. All right, so let's move on here. Conditions, Michael. Conditions at Buffalo Ridge. Uh, conditions I had as a 3-5. Um, similar to what I said with kind of fairness and difficulty, we had a wet morning, uh, super long rough, getting some plug balls in the fairway. Uh, wet greens kind of lead to some some ball marks on the greens. Uh, but actually, we were the first off. So, and actually, I was the second group off, so. Matt, you weren't really replacing many of your ball marks. At all. Oh, I wasn't hitting the green very often. Okay, you just wanted, you just wanted me to group. say Maybe it was yeah. Reed then. Yeah, someone else in your group, and I was trying to make. I don't some think birdie. it was Reed either. I was trying to make some birdie putts. I was getting some some bounces. So. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why the score is so low, huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. High. Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Uh, three five. So solid. Solid. Yeah. And they, Matt, I know this question, this category is kind of lumped together. So if you guys want to keep it tighter in the, in the score, just what it is, go for it. Don't feel Matt, what is our fourth category? Our fourth, fourth category is scenery. Okay. So which we'll get into. I'm going to say conditions. I'm going to include one, one extra here. I, I think, okay. I think the, the, the water aspects of uh, is going into scenery, but the actual water aspects of the golf course 
Uh, it's going to sound weird to say, but I think it was very well-shaped water for a golf hole. So mm-hmm. I'm going to include that in conditions. I don't think the uh, fairways were in nearly as good a shape as I, w- I would have hoped a little bit. I think it's just it been really, really wet down in Branson and in the Ozarks for uh, most of the season. And uh, we played another course yesterday that just opened up Carpath, off of Carpath only for the first time all year. Um, so I, I think that plays into it a little bit. Um, conditions, I, I, I thought the rough was fine. I thought the rough was really good, actually, if it wasn't wet. Uh, I just was a little disappointed in the fairway aspect of it. And I think uh, from the cart paths and how well those were manicured to, to the house, the, the, the halfway house and the free hot dog house and all that, I think it was, uh, I think all that aspect of it was really good. Um, so I, I give it all a strong, probably 4 1 in conditions. I just didn't like the fairway. Um, also, Mike grabbing the, the bull by the horns. I thought the tee boxes. And the black tee boxes were the coolest tee box markers I've ever seen. So little things like I would, that. I would were, agree with that, Reed. Coolest yeah. tee markers I've ever seen. I I, I said to me, I was uh, in, in the car with Dave, and I, I said to him, we need to tee off from one of those tee boxes just to tee off from one of the ones with the bowl. And we just kind of forgot about it and didn't do it. So I was a little bit upset we didn't. Well, Matt, um, you, you, you had a rule of only hitting one tee shot because you lost so many balls. Um, oh, no, that was Mike's rule for me. That wasn't really my rule. I had, I had we'll many get, oh, We'll get shots. into that one. We'll get into that one. Oh yeah, that's fine. We'll get we'll get into that. Nozark National. Probably on that corner where you tee off from, you know where it's going anyway, right? You know, it's sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better. Um, I, I'm going to keep the condi- to keep us moving here. I'm, I'm going to keep the conditions right around the same as I had it around a th- like a three three ish. Again, I I think the conditions. My rating has to do a lot of when we played it. I, I thought it was fairly well manicured. I thought it was the worst of the three kept, but that's more because of how well the other two were kept, uh, which we'll get into in a bit here. Uh, let's let's advance here to scenery again. I, I think this will probably be the lowest of the three, but that's not to knock the the scenery on Buffalo Ridge because there's some were some really cool elevated tee boxes. But Mike, go ahead on that one. Mike, I'm going to take this one. Mike, okay. I'm gonna oh wow. I, I, I have already opinion on this. I actually think it is the best scenery. In regards to the golf holes, I think okay. it is the worst scenery of the three, which again, not to knock it because the other two were spectacular of the surrounding areas. I don't think it's close on the scenery of the golf holes. Uh, and I was very, very high on that. So I'm going to give it a, a probably a four, six on scenery. Um, and probably the other two are going to be really, really close. The only thing that could have made it better was kind of ocean views on cliffs, right. In my perspective. So uh, again, Great, great looking golf holes. It just doesn't have necessarily the elevation views that the other two had uh, that we'll talk about shortly. So, uh, four six. Yeah, I, I had it as a three seven. Um, I, it's also probably going to be the the lowest of the three for me. Uh, I thought it relied, and it's not a bad thing. I thought it relied heavily on the golf course and the golf holes to provide the views. Um, but it got away with it. It was a beautiful golf course. Uh, I don't know. It might be, but it might be the first time I've ever actually seen live Buffalo. Oh yeah. And on the third hole, there was like four of them. I, I did that bump you up a, like an extra I, 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 pulled a, I pulled a drive way right. And it went into a danger sign that said dangerous wild animals here. So they just go after the ball. Mike, were they on a ridge? I did not go after the ball. Oh, you should have. Mike, were they on a ridge? Yeah, actually, they were. Yeah, they're at the top of the ridge. Well, that's right? why they call it Buffalo Ridge. So, well, they nailed the title. So, um, 
But uh, three seven, three seven, good. Yeah, I'm going to go with with a three five, and it's it's not to knock again anything of the course itself. I think Mike, you're exactly right, and I, it relied on the holes for the scenery, which I think is half the battle. Uh, I thought the the uh, they did a great job with a lot of the elevated tee boxes. I, I really liked the, the the views from the tee boxes most of the time. I thought kind of other than that, there weren't any spectacular views. So you did get some really good ones off some tees. I, I thought other courses you'll see, you know, from greens from middle of the fairways, you had some great views of the surrounding area. But I thought Buffalo Ridge was was fairly limited to just what you were seeing off the tee. Though there were some holes, like you were saying, like with the Buffalo. I actually thought. Um, the view from hole one kind of overlooking a lot of the property it was, it was elevated pretty much straight downhill par five where you got to see a whole lot of the stuff. You got to see the clubhouse and, and all that over to the right. And then, then the open fields. And I think you even saw a little bit of Buffalo there. That was probably my favorite hole, but again, just kind of relied a little bit too much on just the course for me, but Reed, I also see kind of where you're coming from. And if you're thinking just on what the course can provide Buffalo Ridge's scenery was, was pretty darn good. Um, let's move on to Payne's Valley. Payne's Valley is what we played. Uh, we, we played Buffalo Ridge first thing in the morning, 7 a.m. on the first day of the trip. That was a tough wake-up call, but I think we all were, were happy we did it when we did. Uh, Payne's Valley was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, let's just kick it right off. Mike, do you want to start, or do you want you want Reed to start this one? It's up to you. You're the main guest. You're the guest of honor. Yeah, no, let's have the main guest start this one. Okay, difficulty on Payne's Valley. Uh, difficulty, I had I had the lowest, the lowest for me. It was a 3-3. Three, three. Um, Big open fairways, probably the biggest fairways, I think, of the three courses. Um, elevation changes, challenging green complexes and bunkers. Um, I thought uh, the better player can kind of take advantage, especially off the tee. Um, it's kind of a bomber's paradise, and it really becomes uh, a second-shot golf course. And if, you know, if you're bombing it and, you know, it's pretty tough to miss those fairways. You're going to have nine and wedge in on most holes. Um, should score pretty well. Um, but, it, you know, if you miss them, um, punishing punishing bunkers, um, some runoffs. Um, but overall, you know, probably, a, yeah, a 33 is a good score. Uh, yeah. So this is not necessarily reflective of my individual score, um, but I would say it's probably the lowest grade I'm going to give across the, the 12 grades that we're given. Uh, I'd say it's probably about a two eight for me on difficulty. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's very hard to miss the fairway on almost any hole. Now it's been done and Matt, I'm sure you did it. And oh yeah, that was my best driving hole of driving uh, course of the weekend. Was better than that one better than that. If you can hit the fairway, uh, you're you got a shot at the green. And if it's a par five, you can't. It's struggle to miss the fairway on the second shot too, right? I mean, it's it's just wide open, and it's the intention of it. Now, I will say when when difficulty wise, like uh, the, there are very few courses that I've ever played that I would rather have eight beers on and listen to music and play golf. Uh, if if it's cart path only, it's a very very much more. It's a much more difficult course. Uh, but I, I would say it's about two seven difficulty. I saw I played with Michael, and this is not an exaggeration. I saw him go zero for twelve or zero for thirteen on birdie putts. So it was just not hard for someone who has uh, some pretty significant golf skills. So, well, then it sounds like the greens must have been pretty hard. I think it was mostly on Michael not I making adjustments. Read some putts. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. How long was so, my how long was seven, my on seventeen though? Right? Two seven on difficulty. Uh, I got it just above a three. I'm going to go like a three, one, three. I'll give it a three, one. Um, 
I thought, like you guys have both said, it was the easiest course. It's probably the most fun. Uh, I think playing it in the afternoon when we did, when we were all a little bit tired from the first 18, it was a good time to do it. Um, I, I did think off the tee, as wide open as the fairways were, and this is just because I'm not terribly accurate off the tee. I was actually fairly accurate off the tee that round. I hit most of my fairways. But I thought it did a good job of placing bunkers in strategic spots in the fairway where if you were in the wrong part of the fairway, you were going to have, well, well, you would have a shot at the green. It wasn't going to give you a perfect shot at the green. If you were on the left side of the wrong, the wrong side of the fairway, you were going to have a seven iron in as opposed to a nine iron. So I, did, I do think while it let you hit most of the fairways, it rewarded you for being able to pick out your spot on the fairway and saying, hey, we had uh, Tom was reading a, a whole description, basically a flyover on, on every hole before we teed off. And a lot of them were saying, you know, want to be on the right side, clear those bunkers. You'll have a great second shot. If you're on the left side, you're going to have a challenging way in, which, which I think was true. You're going to have a way in, but I think it did a good job of, of protecting, protecting from players that couldn't necessarily pick their spots in the fairway. Question for both of you here. Uh, sure. Is there a course that you've ever played that has 75% of the fairways, the, the, the amount of fairways, the mm -hmm. overall just massive fairways, 75% of what you saw in Payne Valley. Man, it'd be close. It'd be, it'd be challenging to think of one. I mean, it, it cannot, it cannot be understated how much total fairway there is at this course. It oh, is, yeah. It's wide it open. Enormous. Mm -hmm. and I think but, that first hole really set the tone. The first hole was oddly similar to uh, a little, little bit wider fairway, but similar to Buffalo Ridge, just, a big area. This is a par four, just a big par four with a wide open fairway straight downhill. And if you hit one, you're going to have a great shot in. Right. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I was just describing. Buffalo Ridge Yeah, but it was, a, I know Buffalo Ridge yes. is a par five, but it was a similar layout too. Straight it was down. pretty much straight downhill and it was just let it fly. Again, it, it makes it a lot of fun. And you're right, Matt, if you're going to score, you got to be on the right side of the fairway at the correct side of the fairway. And uh, if you take your medicine being on the wrong side of the fairway, it's just not that hard to go get pars and bogeys instead of doubles and triples. I did think they did a good job too with some pin placements there. Like the second hole was, yeah. it was a fairly easy par three downhill. It was like a 130 yard shot, but there was a pretty big spine ridge, whatever down the middle of the green. And if you were not on the right quadrant of the fairway or of the green, you were going to have a really challenging three putt. Yeah. My uh, double bogey uh, because I hit it in the bunker and then I couldn't get it on the, the little spine or ridge there. So my double bogey would indicate that that pin placement was done. That's good to know. You made double bogey on that one, Reed. <laughs> I think I actually made it. I think, no, I par, I, I bogeyed. I had, I, I had a three putt for a, uh, had to three putt for, for par there. Or three putt for bogey didn't make the two putt for par. Um, let's move on to fairness. Fairness, Payne's Valley. Uh, fairness 4.8. Yeah. Uh, very playable. Uh, for all skill levels, I thought it was a straight ahead golf course, uh, hard to lose a ball, very inviting off the tee. Um, I thought it, it, yeah, it represented, uh, it provided difficulty if you wanted it for all skill levels. Like Matt, you just said on number two, you played it from what, like 138. It was a downhill bar. Yeah. Um, but for like, yeah, I don't mean, and this isn't another okay. the brag, but like I, I played it from 263. Um, hit a foreign, but uh, that was the break. That was the break. We had to slip that one out, uh, but very fun, challenging if you wanted it to be uh, 4.8. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it a 4.9 just because I don't want to give anything a 5. Uh, it seems as we've watched enough pizza reviews that like a rookie score, right? So 4.9, uh, again, my, my lowest score will be the difficulty here at this course and the highest score will be fairness because if you hit the ball in the fairway and you keep your tees in play, you, you can go get a par, get a bogey on every hole if you, if you have a decent second shot, right? So I think uh, there's a member of our group who got – his first eagle on this course. I chipped in for well, eagle. Uh, yeah, Matt chipped in for eagle, and it was very cool. And and, and I think you can you can go and, and score very well here if you're uh, not playing thirty six in the day. Or you haven't had too much to drink. Yeah, yeah. the other Matt. Other Matt. Yeah, Matt. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I've eagled fifteen at Lost Dunes before. No, a couple I, times. yeah, I, I was there one before. Thank you. Um, I'm in lockstep with you guys. I have it at a four nine. You guys covered it both, so I won't get too far into it. But it's it's is fair and I guess it's as fair as it is of course pretty much can be for just about any golfer. Um, so I'm going to move on here for, with that to always forget what's next conditions. What, what would you guys think of the conditions of Payne Valley? I thought this of course was uh, maybe again, cause it's the time of day we played it and we, we had let the course sit for a little while. I thought this was really, really well kept, well manicured, all that as you'd expect a, a tiger, a brand new tiger woods design course to be. Yeah, I had it as a four, a little less wet than Buffalo Ridge, probably just because it was in the afternoon of that day. Um, You know, the fairways were really well manicured, greens were rolled, bunkers were perfect, I thought. Um, So really good, solid four, nothing nothing too, too much to complain about. Yeah, I'll go four, four, one. I think I did that for uh, Buffalo Ridge as well. Um, I, I think it's a very different conditions. Um, I think it was, it was very well done. Uh, nothing stood out to me as spectacular. Uh, I just think there was nothing really bad about the conditions. So I, I'm a big fan of what we experienced. And I thought for the hype, it, it lived up to being a very well kept course. Yeah. I had it a little bit higher than you guys. I was at right around a four or five might mainly because I expected a lot from it. And then maybe it's because I, I played during the day or we played during the day. It was the second round. I know we've said that a bunch, but uh, it, it exceeded, I feel like every expectation I had for it. And I think Reed coming into it, you might've actually brought my, my expectations down for it. Cause I had listened to many podcast stuff talking about it. Um, you had listened to, I think it was no laying up or maybe someone else that, that, had, that had just kind of done a review there and, and talked it down a little bit. So I was more or less, I had my own expectations for a tiger course in my head, but then the day before they got brought down a little bit and then stepping on the tee, I, maybe it was just because it was the second 18 in the day. I didn't play all that well at Buffalo Ridge. and It was more of my type of course. Um, but I, I thought everything was kept really well. Fairways were great. Rough was a fair, was a fair shape. Um, bunkers were, were really well kept and it was almost weirdly like felt like almost like a Florida sand, but kind of like more manicured, more raked than we had played in the morning. But, I was a, I was a big fan. So I have that at like a 4.5, uh, scenery, Michael. Scenery of 4.2. Um, I thought it had the most unique scenery of the three, right. With the, the signature rock Valley, uh, whatever you want to call it in the background, kind of visible from most holes, I would say, uh, beautifully manicured everywhere you looked on the course, you got, you know, Ozark valleys, you had the rock, the rock wall signature thing that, you know, is on, is that tiger on every billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four, one beautiful. 
Yeah, I'm going to go four one as well. Again, I, I gave Buffalo Ridge a four six, but that was for the golf holes. Mm-hmm. Um, the golf holes are fine here. I don't think they're spectacular. Except I, I was a huge fan of maybe a couple in there. I loved eighteen um, and a couple of the goal, uh, a couple other holes here. But uh, I'm going to give a separate score and I'm going to wear it because I was as big of a skeptic coming into the the course as you're ever going to find, but especially about hole nineteen. Um, and the hole was very cool. Uh, only which you'll hear Matt and Mike both were on the green, two out of eight of us, uh, and I uh, ducked one in the I, water. None of us said yeah. it. Yeah, you're welcome. I brought it up for you. But either way, it's a veteran uh, podcaster move right there, Reed. That was that was a good hole, fun, more fun than I thought it was going to be. But the drive back, I thought was spectacular. So for for the first eighteen, I'm giving it a four one. I thought four nine. Four nine for the nineteenth experience and and back to the clubhouse. Oh, uh, with the carts, right? Yeah, correct. Off, I thought that was the rock that. wall. Yeah, but, yeah, that was cool. The carts were cool for me. I thought it was a little bit long to drive. I didn't need to literally drive a mile weaving up and down a mountain for for five minutes. But um, I, I had it right around a four point five two. I just thought everything. I, I thought you got a little bit of everything from this course. Granted, it was a little bit farther down in the valley um, than we'll talk about in Ozark National. Um, but you, you had some elevated tees. You had some, some shots looking back up at the clubhouse. You had some shots of water. I was at four or five, which is the, the par three. That's pretty much an Island green. I guess you call it a peninsula green. Uh, I, I thought it was the most unique and, and diverse of all the three that we, we, uh, we played at. You had just different types of views and they were all pretty spectacular in their own right. And one of the, one of the reasons I knocked it a little bit is they're doing a bunch of construction right there for housing yeah. and, uh, driving range, and I think driving too. Range, which, it's going, it's going to be more beautiful when it does that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a, a great golf course and great views. Okay. Last but not least, I, I don't know what you guys would have considered the main event or which course you thought had the most hype going into it, but this was like Reed was talking about the one that hosted the senior tournament. And I think was kind of widely seen as, as probably the best course uh, on the grounds Ozark national. Um, we will we'll jump into all the details. Let's just get, get going with it right now. Mike, what did you have Ozark national national on the difficulty landscape? Uh, Ozark national for me was a 3.6. Uh, I thought it was, it played very similar to Payne's Valley off the tee. Um, a little, little thinner than, than the fairways at Payne's, but it would certainly be hard to exceed those. Um, a few more blind tee shots. I thought, um, some well-placed bunkers, um, especially in the fairway. Uh, good variety of holes, left to right, right to left. Short, long, it's a nice short par fours uh, that I really liked. Uh, challenging greens were perfect, but that, we can get into that with uh, conditions. But, uh, a 3.6. Reed? Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to split the difference. I went four seven two seven the last ones. I'm going to go three seven here. Um, it might be a little nicer because Adam Engel just hit a home run, so I'm in a good mood now. Oh, um, you tell me, you're welcome. But uh, here's the di- the thing I'm going to show you, a condition I'm going to put on three seven. Uh, if I played it again a second time, it would be a three four. Right, it would drop down. I, I think the blind shots are very difficult the first time you play through. Mm-hmm. Even if you drive the golf cart all the way up. It's it's still tough to understand the hole. Once you play it, and you can go play it again. It would it would drop significantly in difficulty for me. But three seven, I thought it was uh, difficult, but uh, I guess we're going to talk about it later. But very fair. Yeah, I had it around a three eight, just above where you did read. I, you guys both touched on it. The fairways were definitely more towards the Payne's Valley side. 
but I do think you were punished a little bit more for not being in the fairway than you were in Payne's Valley. I think Payne's Valley had a little bit more room in the rough. I don't think the tall stuff was as, as thick as you had at, at Ozark. Whereas if you were, the fairways were bigger, but also then if you weren't in those fairways, you were missing on the wrong side, whatever, you were kind of falling off a cliff a little bit more. Whereas Payne's Valley, you were kind of in, in better shape, I feel like. Yeah, and there's there's just some awkward shapes too that make it difficult, mm-hmm. right? There, like, you think about what is that number five? That's sh- straight downhill drive. Is that number five? Straight four downhill or five, straight. The, the short par four, five. right? Yeah, four. five straight downhill, and then you have to hit it straight uphill mm-hmm. as well. And no, those number four. Those number four. Uh, definitely number five. Um, the short par four. Three hundred fifty-two yards is number five, and four hundred forty-six yards is number four. So thanks, Mike. I'm going to die in the till, even though, yeah, you are right. It's number five, but it's number four. Okay. Um, but either way, I, I think there's some, some awkward shapes and uh, definitely the, the height and the vertical aspect of it makes it that much more difficult if you don't hit a good first shot. I thought the greens too, uh, they were bigger greens than Payne's Valley and you were, well, it was, made it easier to hit the green. If you were not in the right spot on the green, um, I know I talked about the difficulty of Baines Valley, but I, th- I think these greens were, while they might not have had as, as many bumps in the road in them, I, I think it, as large as they were, you really had to be in the right spot of the uh, right spot of the green. Yeah, and Matt, you hit a par five iron in or whatever you did, and it rolled down to the next tee box, right? If, if you mm-hmm. missed around the green. That was a great hybrid. Yeah, it, wasn't, hybrid. it wasn't flat around the green. You're, you're chipping it no. with 15 feet of verticality above you. So uh, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it's definitely a difficult round if you if you don't hit the right shot or or play it safe. All right, let's move on here to fairness. Fairness at Ozark. Uh, fairness for me was a four point five, so the second uh, fairest of the three. Um, it probably was a little less than pain, just because I thought a couple of those blind tee shots for the first time player can be a little deceiving as to where you want to place your ball. Um, but no, nothing really too much to complain about. I thought it was very fair off the tee. I thought it was fair around the greens. Um, so 4.5. Yeah, I'll give it a, a four, three. Uh, the whole that Mike and I were just arguing about actually number four, the one I, I know is actually number four uphill to the right, Mike. Uh, I laid, I drove my card up and could not understand what was happening at the hole because you couldn't drive all the way up and it was straight uphill. Uh, but I, I laid up uh, just because I didn't know what, what happens if you go long and fall off a cliff and didn't know if there was any room or anything. So uh, again, I think that rate uh, that four, three goes up to a four, five, four, six. If you play the second time, I think incredibly fair. And if you hit a good tee shot, you, you have a chance, uh, very difficult greens if you miss them. Uh, but once you're on the greens, again, very, very fair in my perspective. I, I, very, I really, really enjoyed the course. I'll just meet the middle. I'll go 4-4. Four, four. Uh, you guys have said most of it. I, I will say I think my one knock that kept it from being a little bit higher is if you're playing with a group where you, few of the people ahead of you are have voices that carry. Sometimes you can hear them from uh, from a green or sometimes two greens Six, away. 600 yards uh, away. Eventually, sometimes 600 yards, you can hear, you know, groups ahead of you saying, Hey, Bobby, you got about 50 yards and you got to, you got to be in this spot. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty fair course. Uh, I'm sorry. We have booing voices. There was a gambling match going on. I needed a scouting report. 
<laughs> I apologize that uh, my caddy, my brother, was helping me out. No, no, it's very okay. Just it, it's it's it, we've got Mike and I have gotten used to it because we played with you for so many times and in similar situations like this, where a group ahead of you, a group behind you. But there was legitimately one hole where I think we were teeing off, and you guys were a little bit ahead of us on the green of the next hole, and you were probably six hundred yards away, and we could hear you guys have a conversation. Right, I think thing. we heard the full conversation from six hundred. Yeah. Well, did you play the hole well? Next, you got the scouting report. That's fair. Fair point. Did you, Mike? Which would you shoot at Ozark? This was like 14 or so. Uh, I was three over. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, as I called you out of Buffalo Ridge for not playing well, I just I did like have to... three birdies, though. So, you're talking a, like three over is disappointing. It was. We had a, gotcha, we had a guy dick. in the group. We should highlight this for, for amateur golfers out there. We had a guy in the group who uh, probably stopped keeping score at Buffalo Ridge, as I would assume, and was minus two through two at Buffalo Ridge. Granted, he was over par after the third hole, but he was Ozark. minus two. Ozark, 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 I apologize. He was uh, minus two through two. So the birdies are out there. And my brother, who is is not the greatest golfer in the world, let's leave it at that, also had a birdie or two out there. So it, you can go and score if you hit, if you hit the right shot. It, we, had, we had two people at two under through two, right? Because Dave and our group was also two under. So. I was referring That's to who he was talking about. Oh, I thought you meant Bobby. Didn't Bobby have no. two birdies? No, he had, he had a birdie on number two, but that's also what I was referring to. You didn't, just didn't listen to it. Yeah, well, it's Darn. just Darn. Well, welcome to welcome to living and talking with Mike. Um, can did we just do no? We should fairness conditions at Ozark National. Uh, Four point five. I thought it was the best of the three. I thought the fairways were perfect. Greens were perfect. I love the bunkers. The bunkers reminded me a lot of the Midwest. There was that kind of that more beachy sand that you could really dig the club in and go get the ball and flip it up high and kind of land it soft. Um, some unique tee boxes, kind of the, the rolling tee boxes that were all attached. There weren't really uh, like individual where there was, you know, the tee box and then the rough surrounding it. They mm -hmm. were all um, kind of one big tee box. So I thought that was really unique, um, but really well done. Uh, perfect conditions, I thought. So I guess not perfect, but 4.5. 4.5 is pretty close. Yeah. I had, so the first two I had 4.1s, I believe. Um, I have a 4.7 here. There's very little to complain about. Um, if I think about conditions, now this could be an amenities, but we're, we're doing amenities altogether. Yeah. There was only one, one bathroom at the clubhouse. That was kind of strange. So I'm going to put that in conditions. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the only real complaint I had was uh, user error. I hit a ball that went very far down and onto the next hole and I had to climb through all the crap and uh, it was very vertical and uh, a steep decline and I wiped out and got, got a bunch of scratches uh, but that is again user error but 4-7 I, th I thought it was in impeccable shape and uh, just a huge fan and, and I very very much liked it. Breed, take it from someone who loses a lot of golf balls just sometimes you got to just admit when it's gone sometimes well, when it, it's, gone, it was, it's gone. It was sitting on the tee box on the hole uh, below yeah. it was a great shot opportunity but you had to climb through crap i don't know i actually don't know how the seniors walked this to uh, this course three that's days. a good point that would have been tough for some of those bigger older guys on the senior tour it just even smaller older guys or smaller guys our age it, that, that is not an easy walk at so all. Guys, you do know you do know the champions tour they allow carts right i did not know that is that is that new i, I thought yeah. that some they, people drive. they allow they carts. Yeah, well, some people walk. Well. Some people do walk, but like if you like a car, you can have one. 
Uh, yeah, right, so there's some probably a pride Matt thing. Taking a car. Matt I, well, I'd take a car 100%. Oh, uh, no, if I had a caddy, I'd probably walk it. Walk That's it a couple of the days. Eh, I'd walk it like if I was playing all weekend. You'd have a four caddy and ride the car. No, I'd, I'd probably walk two of the times, cart the other two. I think I'd go. Okay, that's fair. Cart, walk, cart, walk. Rounds, okay, whatever, Reed. Jeez. You got to get up on your senior Semantics. tour. Semantics. You know, if, if Andy wants to talk senior tour on brown bag bets, I, I will happily have that ready to go and know that. No I'll free ads. No, there, there's free ads on this podcast. Betsburt is the only one. That is your agent. No podcast. free ads. You're not my agent. <laughs> Reed, that's, that's, non, that's non-contractually binding. He's not my agent. He Reed, we'll, Reed, we'll talk. We'll talk after this. We won't talk. Uh, let's move on to the last t- last category here: senior scenery at Ozark National, and then we'll get into the more of the uh, the amenities, service, clubhouse, all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people like hearing about the swag you can find. Let's get into the scenery. I, I for one, thought this was was probably the best. But Mike, let's start with you. I had at a four, um, close to Payne's Valley, but it was second for me. Um, I thought of the three, it felt like the you were playing from the top of these you know, Ozark Hills, right. Where you could, you can kind of get on top of these and you'd see for miles and you'd look down these beautiful valleys that were, they were full of trees. Um, I didn't get that much at pains. It kind of felt like uh, you were in the middle of them and then looking up towards the rock wall, Buffalo Ridge, a little stretch on the back nine. You could see some of the valleys, but I thought this was really pretty in that you played from the tops of these hills and set, I mean, 17, we haven't mentioned yet, but there's a, there's a par three that looked downhill and you could see for 10 miles, right? Looking off the tee box and down to the green. It was just, just beautiful. So four. Uh, for me, uh, so I had Buffalo Ridge at four, six, um, and that was about the golf holes, right? This one, I think, is the combination of the golf holes and the scenery. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with four, six as well on this one. Um, uh, and the reason being, I, I think, the, as Mike said, the top, level and looking out you can see essentially all of the not all of the ozarks but what seems to be all the ozarks and, and just goes on forever that was beautiful my favorite view of any golf course we played was looking off the green on the back of seven par five kind of dog like left a little bit um and matt that's actually where you might have almost hit us with your why didn't you shouldn't have been standing there well we we're on the tee box i uh, smoked the hybrid there's nothing I, that. I remember that congrats yeah. um so i i thought that was uh it was really really beautiful and um I, I think uh, for me personally, I enjoyed the round so significantly because uh, just drive. I drove it very well and hit the green or hit the fairway, so I just got to enjoy uh, the views rather than looking for balls a lot. Um, but it, it was it was really really well constructed, um, and I, I, there's not a whole lot that I could improve except uh, again there's ocean cliffs which are, aren't going to be in Missouri or a little bit more water I, I, I personally like a lot of water and lakes and, mm-hmm. and, and running water which Buffalo Ridge had a lot, bunch of I, I didn't get a lot of that here was but, there water on this course at all uh, I think on one of the last couple holes yeah there was on 16 there's water on the left 16. yep okay yeah it was the only hole though yep I have it as, as about a five, I, I'm going to go a four seven just above where you did read I thought the front nine, I think I told both of you guys, this, I thought the front nine was fine. I thought there were some nice views. I thought for the most part, it was, you know, a really nice golf course, but kind of nothing more than that. Nothing spectacular about it. And then we got to the back nine you kind of got to more of those elevated views. I forgot with, I think it was 14. So 14 and 15 were the two holes that kind of like ran side by side with each, with each other. Um, 14, I think it was a par five. And then the, um, 
15 was the, the shorter par four coming back up. It was kind of the elevated tee. I thought the 14th green where you were kind of looking around had a spectacular view. Mike, you were talking about the elevations of the Ozarks, kind of seeing all the trees and mountains around you. And then the combination of the 17th tee box, 17th green, and 18th tee box, just where you were above everything, can, can see the entirety of the Ozarks. The holes themselves were very picturesque and beautiful. I just thought that was – the water was noticeably absent, and it's never going to be able to compete with a course like a, like a Kiowa or a Chambers Bay or whatever, Arcadia Bluffs, where you're along the water and have a big body of water on it. But I thought for not having that – aspect to work with i thought that was about as good as they could have done so i have it right about a four seven whereas the, the only things that you can do to top it for me are having those big bodies of water because obviously it's unique in their own right mike yeah i will give a, a special shout out to the par three course we played which was top of the rock that yeah. did have the water mm-hmm. use. Um, and if, if it were on this list it'd probably be close to the top just from those water views that looked over the lake the, the best view of the trip might have been from whatever the back tee boxes were on top of the rock on number one, where you could see the, the Lake of the Ozarks. A lot of the Ozarks had the uh, clubhouse right behind you, that uh, statue that Mike decided to name. Uh, I, I forgot death, what he named death it. Of the West. Death of the West that Mike just decided to name for himself. Um, but I, I thought that was the, the body of water that the rest of the courses were kind of missing for the most part. The, the two other things I'll throw in, uh, one, if we're on top of the box right now, uh, nine, we, we played, it's nine whole course. We played mm-hmm. 18, our group did, and there's not many better sunsets than you're going to get than right mm-hmm. there on the ninth tee. And they do, they bring in a, a gentleman to play bagpipes each night and shoot off a cannon. It was really cool. Um, and the, the sunset was incredible. The, the other thing to mention at, um, at uh, Ozarks National uh, is the view walking up 18. If you think about um, a tournament or what Phil had in, in mm-hmm. that experience, uh, the clubhouse kind of up to the top and the left and what could be a crowd around. We, came, we watched the group, your group come in yeah. and it was really cool to watch and hang out there. A couple of guys had a beer. It was, it was very, very nice. Fantastic finishing. Hole. Yeah, I, I agree, especially just it, it feels like it should be a championship uh, environment. Yeah. Uh, well, we touched on top of the rock there, so let's get on to the – I guess we can throw – we'll get to the par three courses. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about – I guess we can throw that into amenities because that's – well, we're not going to rate those fully on their courses. We can have the amenities in the facilities themselves. So let's go with the amenities of the entirety entirety of the Big Cedar Lodge facility, all the courses, all their their swag shops, the the, the par threes, all that stuff. Talk about hey, – Pretty open open scale here to rate whatever the hell you want out of these courses, out of this facility. Reed, let's start with you. Let's go reverse order. All right. I also have a, a, a pro tip at the end if anyone's booking a golf trip. So stay stay true to that or stay stay through for that. That's a teaser, um, folks. That's that's a guy that's we'll be, in the business. We'll be sure to listen to that one. So uh, I, I think the amenities, and I'm going to rate something you guys didn't rate, the call, like the process of booking it was mm-hmm. – That's that an important we, amenity. Are we allowed to curse here? Uh, yeah, just was there's that, a warning now. So Tim, have Anna put earmuffs on. Absolute dog shit. Okay. Uh, the waiting for 30 minutes to talk to someone at Big Cedar and trying to call a hotel directly and you can't do it. It was really, really poor customer service in the process of booking it. Once you got someone, they were very friendly. Granted, a lot of them didn't hadn't played the courses or don't even live in the area, so they didn't know a whole lot. When you showed up, the a lot of the bag attendants and folks didn't know exactly which courses had driving range, which mm-hmm. didn't. So I, I was I didn't love that. It was a really poor first experience. 
there, but I think once you, you kind of get into the flow of it, the amenities were, were fantastic there. I had the Paynes Valley Clubhouse, which is also kind of the top of mountain clubhouse, part three, was, was fantastic. The great locker room, good food, really, really good. Really good patty melt. Really good food, good oh, beer. Um, and then again, sunsets looking over the par three course, looking over Paints Valley, uh, a chair, uh, like a locker room hangout area downstairs. The two par threes, besides being extraordinarily expensive because you have to pay for them in the package, uh, I, I thought it was all really well done. The lodging experience, not that great, but again, it's a golf trip. You don't really care that much about lodging experience. Um, I thought the driving range at Buffalo Ridge was nice. I like the Ozark National Driving Range, but I wish the chipping area was not a drive away because it was a really cool chipping area. Mm -hmm. So um, overall, I, I, I'd probably say a three, five. Uh, well, we got amenities area. and service, Reed, so rank them both. Yeah. Service sounds like it's going to be a little bit lower. I, I apologize. I didn't know service. That's okay. That's okay. We'll just lump them together. Save some time. Pre-service uh, before showing up, I, I, I'd put it a two and uh, maybe a one nine, one nine. I was really, it was just not an easy logistical booking and had to do yeah, a lot Don't be afraid to rip them. Um, but I will say the service, once you got into your first round of golf and understood the property a little better, uh, three, six, three, seven, I very much enjoyed the free hot dogs that you got with each round. They gave you free water, free That's snacks. That's my favorite amenity. Yeah. Free snacks as well. Um, and, and I thought the, the Rangers were very nice and kept a good pace and, just overall, really good, classy experience once you got there. Michael? Uh, I had amenities as a 4.2. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I think, I think it'll also continue to get better because I, I, I agree. This, this big Cedar Golf experience uh, is still kind of in its infancy, which – uh, the lodging, especially, we could see all the, the cabins being built on panes. Um, you know, right now we stayed at the, the one hotel that was about 10 minutes away. It'd be, it'd be yeah, really nice to stay on property with a big group like we had. Um, and, I, and I think you're going to get more options as the years go on because they're building them. Um, so when on property, it was, it was terrific. Uh, the putting course, they had a putting course, big driving range at Ozark. Uh, the par three course on uh, this mountaintop, it was on property at Payne's Valley. It was in fantastic mm -hmm. shape, beautiful views. Um, we were playing it right around sunset. Uh, clubhouse was A-plus views, I thought. Um, the only issue I had was uh, at all three probably was the pro shops. Um, I'm looking to buy some swag. I'm looking to buy a polo, a pullover. I bought a hat. And if Mike only bought a hat, that means that, this that stuff doesn't great. work. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I need, I need some, some Nike swag. So Reed. Uh, that, that was really the only disappointing part. I thought. Reed's got his hand up. Oh yeah. I really enjoyed, which we haven't talked about at all. Mountaintop is the other car three course, it's 13 holes. It's right at the Payne's Valley clubhouse. Really easy. A lot of lodgings being built around that. That'll be a great experience once it's fully built and you don't just have to go there for the, the course. Mm -hmm. You walk it with your bag and I thought it was going to be short holes, kind of like Sand Valley-esque, uh, where there's some holes that are 50 yards. It wasn't that. They were real golf holes, real 13-hole par three course, a lot of fun. The one issue I had with it was once you leave, it's an hour and a half round, two-hour round, there is no cart person. There is no alcohol out there. And that's the type of round that you should have. Yeah, Four, beer, four or five beers. 
I'm, I'm with you. Too. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was going to go with the amenities. I thought those par three courses were nice. The top of the rock was was solid. It was a little bit quicker because you were with the cart and you moved a little bit. You, you There was no station like that out there, but that's a 45-minute round of golf. You're playing with a foursome because they're short par threes and, and uh, you're in the cart. I thought, I thought Mountaintop has the potential to be one of one of the best, if not the best of those types of courses in the country. I thought the views combined with the holes combined with the location, all that kind of stuff was awesome, but they're not doing it the right way yet. And I think yeah. we talked about it a bunch of us did on the course, like Reed, I, I don't know how much that cost that I said it was expensive. I think it was probably what around a hundred dollars for that round at mountaintop, something like that. I think top of the rock is one fifty for nine. I top of the rock was ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, not and that I it was a bad course, but just overpriced. Mountaintop is a hundred, but it, it, it's all a package. It makes yeah. you buy those packages. The other rounds come down. And I so thought you could have taken mountaintop. If you're playing it on its own, the better way to make more money off that. Cause we were out there granted it was a Tuesday, so it wasn't a weekend, but we were in, in peak summertime where people are going to be on golf trips all the time. And we were one of two groups out there at five o'clock, which you would think around sunset is when everybody's trying to go play that course. And we were one of two groups out there probably because it was a hundred dollars or if you weren't part of a package paying a little bit more. Whereas if you make that, $40 or $50 and you have some music playing and you have two different beer stands spread out throughout the course, you're going to make so much more money and have so many more people. And you're going to have more of that party type atmosphere that you kind of want out of those courses that you see at Pinehurst, that you see at Sand Valley, that you see at Forest Dunes a little bit. Um, so I get, that's probably my biggest knock with it. So I, I think I'll have the amenities probably around a three, five, because I did like those courses, but I just think there were a few things holding it back. That being one of them, one of them. And then I'm with Mike, I thought the pro shops, like you walk into them, they all looked like they were going to have some great stuff. Like they were all pretty bigger pro shops, um, especially the one at Payne's Valley and just not a whole lot. The one bathroom at the one bathroom still throws, there's a line for the bathroom for people about to tee off in the morning. Is that a Buffalo Ridge? Ozark. That doesn't make any sense. But Buffalo originally had the one, the one, one bathroom too. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense at all either. We, it, I was late to the tea time, waiting in line to go to the bathroom. I, I had to follow. I had to follow you, Reed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it, overall still classy experience. I, I'll be curious to what it looks like ten years from golfing. Right. Destination rather than hunting, fishing. And yeah, I think that's the common theme for everybody. I, I think it's, we all had a great time. And I think we, if, if we all were to go back in five to 10 years when they have it exactly where they want it to be, um, I, I think we might be bumping up those amenities, you know, a, a half a point or a full point. Pro tip. Uh, pro, tip. Pro, tip. pro tip. We played two more courses, two country clubs, public country clubs afterwards. We played Branson yeah. Hills Country Club which is uh, rated very highly and a, a very hard course. I think uh, very good golf holes. It was in terrible condition, but mm -hmm. most of the courses are because it was so wet this season so far. Um, really good golf holes, horribly overpriced, horribly yeah. overpriced. Didn't even have like any water options out there. That should have been an $80 golf course. And yeah. I know it's in the Ozarks. They probably needed to bump up the price. That should have been an $80 golf course. I think we paid one forty for it. So if you're going to play an extra one, I would, I would avoid that. Um, even though again, really good golf holes, I thought, uh, but we played Ledgestone, uh, after that, we played another 36 day and Ledgestone is, or, it was spectacular. It was <laughs> I had maybe the most enjoyable, granted I scored well, but I had maybe one of the most enjoyable times on Ledgestone. I just, every hole got better and better in the back nine rivals, 
beside the top tier courses in the country. Back nine rivals for me, majority of the courses I've played uh, in my life. So I, I liked it a lot. It was unique and good, good variety of holes and verticality and, and what they did with it. I almost got hit in the head with a blind tee shot by a guy as well and still didn't even roll around. But was it Mike? It was, no, no, it was guys behind us no. and he had an incredible tee shot. Uh, but either way, just really, really good experience. If you're going to go and you want to add something on, add on Ledgestone. Ledgestone over Branson. I, I didn't play Ledgestone, Ledgestone but I, I would agree with that. I, I did not have the uh, I, I was I, I was not thrilled with the brand. Right when we were teeing off at one, and the guys like, "Yeah, we don't have water because of COVID." And you, you walk. And granted, I, I get COVID precautions and all that, and I know we're not out of it, but there wasn't a mask in sight. We were all sh- you know we were sharing carts, we we're sharing you know, the tea times, we we're bun- bunched all together. To tell to tell me you can't give out free bottles of water on a ninety degree and humid day because of COVID is just a ridiculous. When it's one hundred and forty dollars round. Yeah, I'm right? paying one hundred forty dollars. You can't. I'm not even asking for a bottle of water at that point. You can't give me a water cooler every three holes. I think that was pretty ridiculous. COVID was, was seemed to be also very over down. Yeah, I don't think COVID ever happened in Branson right. or the Ozarks. That was another. Um, they had some signs that said you should be wearing a mask, but I'm not so certain. I saw a single mask the entire time. I also thought the service, uh, service for me, if you give me free hot dogs, that's going to, that's going to bump you up at least a full point, no matter what. And I think all three courses had free hot dogs. Um, But I I did think, I thought it was odd, the lack of uh, beverage carts going around. You kind of just saw, I I think Payne's Valley, you saw it like we got, we saw the person on number one when we had just left the clubhouse and then probably didn't see her again until like eleven. I just thought that was a little bit odd. And Ozark nationally, you really didn't see him. You just kind of had the one house you drove past twice. But you got to get you got to get one on the 19 T because the drive back is seven minutes. Yeah, well, that, that too. <laughs> yeah, but overall, the, wrapping it up from my perspective, the, the worthwhile experience. Uh, you should play all three if you go down mm-hmm. there. You Absolutely, play all five and Ledgestone, so six. Uh, but uh, just if you're going to go down there. Make sure you you don't overspend on lodging because I don't think there's a huge advantage to do that uh, mm-hmm. the way it's set up. You don't just walk out and be on property. You're driving you, somewhere no matter what, yeah. pretty much. And, and so I would recommend cheap cheap lodging and go play all the courses. Um, if you're going to play a course twice, uh, if you want the hard course, play Buffalo Ridge. If you want probably the best overall experience, play Ozark National twice. Uh, but overall, really glad we did it uh we were supposed to be in cabot cliffs uh but covid is everything in canada like missouri so we weren't able to get up there and i'm glad glad we made this choice as a as a backup well hopefully next year we're doing a cabot cliffs review i have fingers crossed uh all the the covid uncertainties are behind us by that point and uh, a year from now we'll be doing that last thing before we go guys give me one favorite hole from the weekend all five courses you played i played three and a half give me your favorite hole you played throughout the weekend not including the par threes I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but. Ooh, okay. Um, I probably have, can, can I have three? You can have two. Okay. Well, Fine. Just give me three. Count, give me no, three. I'm not counting the 19th. Give me the, yeah, that don't count the 19th. That's, that's a great experience, um, but that's not a golf hole. That's kind of. Favorite hole, probably 17 at Ozark National. Uh, the short par three, just one of the more beautiful views I've seen from a tee box. Um, just looking over the entirety of the Ozarks, it seemed. Um, second favorite was the 653-yard par five that I parred on Payne's Valley. That was a nice hole. Okay. That's why that uh, was it. I, I think I have two. I'll go with two as well. Sure. They're both, they both tend to be, or I guess they're both par fives. 
Um, I, I'm trying to I'm flipping through my books really quickly to, to try and remember all the holes. Number one hole, I don't think it's close, and I, uh, it should be everyone's in my opinion. But uh, 14 on Buffalo Ridge, the par five that uh, some people said was like a top golf, or I'm sorry, a golden tee hole with the pin location. It's just a it's a hard par four, five that. Uh, you kind of have to lay up and then chip up to a, a, a tough green and go over a bridge to get there. I thought it was a super cool hole. Um, and Payne's Valley, I thought the best hole was actually 18, kind of around uh, around the rocks, water surrounding. We just didn't uh-huh. see a lot of water, so that was a little bit different. Um, and I don't know that I have one yet at Ozark. I'm trying to pick one from each. But those those two were uh, those two were very, very good golf holes. If, if we're going that route, the one from each course, uh, I would probably say – I liked one from Buffalo Ridge a lot. I just thought that was a great starting hole. I, th- I thought it was very scenic. You saw a whole lot. It wasn't the most difficult of holes. Uh, if I'm talking overall, man, I, you, I think there, there are two that you guys talked about, 17 at Ozark, that par three where you kind of saw everything. It wasn't that difficult of a hole, but it, it was very scenic. It, the, the finish at 18 was awesome, but if I had to decide between one of those two, I'd probably take 17 at Ozark but I think favorite hole of the trip was 18 at Payne's Valley. Uh, the long par five with the, with the rocks along the right side and you had the water and then you had the pin kind of tucked back. You can kind of see 19 a little bit um, where, where you were going. You couldn't see the green. They did a nice job keeping it hidden, but you can kind of see where the rock walls were. You can kind of see, have the, that anticipation set in similar to how they hide 17 and 18 in sawgrass. Like you were able to see what was going to happen. Um, so for me, 18 Payne's Valley, probably my, my favorite hole of the course or favorite hole of the weekend. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm still struggling on, on Ozarks. I am looking through them all. I just think they're all really good holes. I don't think yeah. I had one that really stood out to me on Ozarks. Uh, I didn't care. Uh, maybe seven just because I liked the view as I mentioned earlier, but overall. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing about each course is, is that it's everyone kind of has their own. There's not really one specific hole on one of the three courses that the majority of people are going to say, Oh, this was the best hole. There are, there are many options for, uh, for favorite holes and, and favorite views, I think. Yeah. And we sat down after and had a bunch of beers and said, what's your favorite course, what's your favorite hole. And everyone had, different different opinions yeah that was so cool about it literally everybody had different we had asked them rank one two three everyone said something different anyone every man had a different hole that's that's a good point from kind of both of you guys just everything kind of stuck out it, nothing was that much better than the other and it's what's kind of cool about golf is everybody kind of has their own different preferences and there wasn't really one course that was head over heels that much better than the other had that much better views they were all unique kind of in their own right uh, and the, the, the last thing to say about this is I think we intended this to be 45 minutes, maybe an hour or yeah. whatever, and, and we just keep talking about all the golf courses. That, that's a reflection upon uh, how much we enjoyed it. And, and I'd highly recommend people getting down there if, uh, if you get the chance. Mike, any final words here? I think Reed, Reed yeah, kind I, of said I, his I mean, piece. If you go with a group, you're not going to have a bad time, right? And this is, it's, a, it's an awesome place. I think I think the demographic, the age demographic that listens to your podcast, we're all kind of in, in that similar spot. That yeah. we're all kind of getting a little bit older. Um, these these trips become less and less, and and when you're on them, you just you're so grateful that you get to go on them with with really good people, and especially, you know, for us, it's it's family a lot of the time. So I get to go with you, I get to go with Tim and Reed, and, and it's it's and you become very grateful when you're there. So. Uh, really cool experience. I, I, would, I would recommend it. You're not going to have a bad time. Uh, it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. 
All right. Well, I think that uh, unless you guys got anything more, that kind of does it here for episode two, uh, 209. Reed, looks like you. If anyone's in the Charlotte or Raleigh airport and finds my wallet that I left there, uh, please let me know. That was yeah, the, the name is Reed Rooney. It might Logistical be on the... Logistical error of the trip showing up to Branson with no wallet. Check the floor of the airport chilies. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it for episode 209. Uh, next week, we'll go back to a little bit of a normal schedule. Joe's going to be back. We'll bring in some more sports talk. But I uh, figured this was a good time to, to throw in some go- course reviews. I know everybody likes that. And um, Mike, you got your hand really, raised. Really disappointed I didn't get to talk to Joe. But hopefully you have me back on. Uh, if he listens to the podcast, which I'm not going to lie to you, I don't think he usually does when he's not on it, uh, he'll hear that. If not, I'll make sure that he knows that. Does he listen to it back when he was on it? He'd be more likely to listen to himself back when, when he's on it, yeah. Uh, that really tells us something about it, huh? That's something that we've all known for quite some time. Uh, he's, he's my podcast partner, has been for, for four or five years now. I think we all know that. Uh, but we, we kid, we have fun here on the Moose and Runes podcast. We'll be Joe and I back next week. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Reed. Uh, go out and play Ozark National if you have. Let us know what you guys thought. And, uh, if you do go out and play, share your thoughts as well. Um, but for these guys, for Joe, that's it for episode 209. We'll see you guys next week. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was... Awesome!